are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. The Flames won in regulation last night for the first time in what feels like 84 years. and It was also a record-setting night for the team as well. How did they do it? And stick around for my winners and losers of the week. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to remind you all to subscribe and follow this show on your favorite podcast app and make sure to download your episodes so they never get lost and that actually helps the show out a lot so if you keep doing that keep up the good work thank you so my goodness last night was not what i expected from the calgary flames uh you know they were coming off of four nights rest and either that means a team is overly rested and they have lost some sort of spark which i don't think the team could have done or they are ready to go and it looked like last night the flames were ready to go josh levo who had no goals through 20 something games i think it was 23 24 um was responsible for both goals last night so it was very uh, just (laughs) very nice to see of course but you know it leaves me wondering what the problem was now, I'm not going to place everything here on the former coach, of course, because, you know, that's a little bit unfair, but I do wonder what kind of changed there. Also, um, if you hear any weird noises, um, they've been doing construction in my apartment building all week, and quite literally on the other side of this door, they're working, so I apologize in advance, <laughs> but... The main thing that I think we need to clap for is the fact that the Flames only allowed 18 shots on goal. That is a season low and surprising, especially from a team like Montreal who loves to shoot the puck, who has players who will take advantage of every shot that they get. And, you know, I think that it's great, great to see Josh Anderson and Milan Lucic went at it. It was a battle of the 17s, if you will. It was kind of nice to see that there's still a physical element to the Flames game. But one thing I did notice was that Anderson had been kind of chirping Lucic all night. So it was bound to happen. And Corey Perry, um, he scored the only goal. And I just... I believe it was a deflection off of Nesterov, and then Sam Bennett, like, shoved Corey Perry uh, either a little bit later in the game or earlier. I can't remember, but it was, I was like, haha, like, <laughs> I don't really like Corey Perry. But anyways, Sam Bennett did make comments about their forecheck being the best that it's been, which is awesome to see, and, you know, you love to see players improving along the season and really making those strides in the places that they need improvement. So congrats. But the Flames passed the eye test in my book. I mean, 
I haven't really looked at in-depth stats or anything like that, but they were able to shoot the goals and shoot or shoot the puck and uh, you know turn those into goals and and win. So that's really all you can ask for. Um, you know, I think Montreal was probably exhausted after you know playing a later start time than normal out on the West Coast and then coming to Calgary. Um, which is also a, an hour ahead of Vancouver, and then playing another hockey game. Like, that's got to be exhausting. I I couldn't keep up with it. But Calgary played a solid 60 minutes, and there wasn't necessarily a time where I was kind of yelling at the TV to be like, are you kidding me? Why did you do that? I thought that everything was, you know, well played. It didn't it didn't have that kind of, oh, here we go again sort of vibe to it. I think all four lines did their job. And it was kind of funny seeing Mangiapani, who is so small, kind of get up in people's faces. And uh, I really like what we're seeing from him. He's great. And at the uh, post-game press conference, Sutter said that there were six or seven turnovers and that's just something that needs to change and we need to wipe that out and things like that. So, you know, it, it's nice to see a guy talk about the specifics in a game and to kind of know what he's talking about. But this is the first time that the Flames have beat the Canadians at the Saddle Dome since March 9th, 2017. So that's like four years. Yeah, four years and a few days. But um, coming up next, we're just going to talk a little bit more about the Flames game. And then, of course, we'll talk more about our winners and losers. But first, head on over to BetOnlineAG to set up your free sports betting account. And BetOnlineAG has all the things you will ever need for your online sportsbook betting. And you can get a 50% deposit with your when, with your free account when you make your first deposit. So you head on over to BetOnline AG and use promo code locked on to sign up your sign up for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline AG, your online sports book expert. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. You can find me at Just Belmosto. One of the biggest things that I have noticed about last night's game was how fast it went by. And I don't know if it's because I didn't, I only watched like the first, sorry, the second half of the first period and then the rest of the game. But I feel like when I sat down and watched, like they were playing at a very competitive pace that we don't see all too often from them. And it's it was nice to watch, and especially with them taking that early lead, I think that obviously that helps and kind of helps you relax when you're not planning your podcast around a bunch of negativity, but we saw the same team out there, but there was just a new element to their game. There was, like, like they were just all, like, shined off and, like, you know, they played that tightened up style of hockey that we've been talking about for months now. And I know it's only one game, 
and they will be playing a better Habs team on Saturday when, you know, everyone's a little bit more rested and things like that. But I am very impressed with the team overall. I thought that it was a really great effort from, you know, your forwards, your defensemen, your goalie, and your coach. You know, one thing, and I know, I know it's a lot different in Canada, but um, the mask, Daryl Sutter was, like, pulling down his mask to, like, talk to the players. And I was, like, I don't want to say I was, like, stressed out, but I work in retail, and when customers pull their mask down to talk to me, I lose my mind because I'm, like, I can hear you. Please put your mask back up. Like, don't do that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, please put your mask back up. But, um, you know, I do think that there are still things that need to be worked on necessarily um, or mainly I can, sorry I can't even talk my goodness it's five o'clock and I still I didn't have coffee today but I do think that there are things that need to be worked on regarding defense and you know Nesterov has just kind of like stood in front of the goal and not done anything to defend which is quite literally what he gets paid to do. So I'm not sure if it's time to kind of, you know, hold him accountable and call Shillington up and say, hey, I know that you can do this, so do it and do it well. I just, I don't think it's fair to not give Oliver Shillington a chance. I just, I do think that he has earned his spot to be called up more frequently and see a lot more playing time than he's currently seeing but that's just my takeaway I I am confident and I know it's only one game and I I just feel like this team has some renewed energy to them like they they've been re-energized they're rested mentally sort of deal like you know I think that they're going out and talking to the media with a new attitude you know it doesn't feel like this dark heavy cloud is holding over them but good I'm glad I'm happy for them and I hope that everything on the you know in Calgary is going well and better than what I anticipated I you know I think that a lot of us have been worried about, you know, are they going to blow up the core if they're not winning? But I think that they have a coach who knows his stuff and will take this core and turn them into a winning team. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen this season. They are four points out of a playoff spot right now, but, you know, maybe next next season we see something or – As the season progresses, you know, I don't really think it's fair to expect this team to go on a deep playoff run after one win with Daryl Sutter. You know what I mean? I think we need to keep our expectations realistic realistic, and say things like it would be super cool if they make the playoffs and hopefully Sutter's playoff coaching strategies from the past pull through and things like that but I would really like to see this team kind of have kind of have like a little turnaround season you know what I mean and if they don't make the playoffs they don't make the playoffs 
but that's not necessarily a bad thing considering how the first half of the season went and I am very sorry I'm watching the news on the background there's breaking news but I do believe that there is plenty of room for success with this team with Daryl Sutter as their coach I think that that first practice truly set the tone for how things are going to go and this team is finally being held accountable and I love that I love that they are being like they're being challenged and to work up to their potential and doing the bare minimum is not going to slide anymore I personally like the way that I see it is like when I was in like elementary school middle school I had to study a lot harder to do well on my tests so I had to put in more effort but my brother he wouldn't have to do that he just coasted by and still got A's but now the flames are you know they're kind of where I was like they have to put in that extra effort they can't just skate by on the bare minimum so enough about me ranting. I <laughs> do think that this podcast will take a positive turn after the first half of the season. It's so hard to believe that we're already at the halfway mark. I poof, blows my mind. It feels like I was just coming home from work on January 14th and hunkering down to watch the Flames from their season debut against uh, Winnipeg. But here we are. You know, snow's melting here and it's getting, uh, staying lighter later and things like that. But right now we are going to take a quick break so I can talk to you guys about Built Bar. And y'all know that Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And we've been talking about them for a while now. They are amazing and they taste amazing. Built Bars are low in calorie low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they are amazing. And they are covered in 100% chocolate. Now, the time has come for us to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's, it is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Churro Puff versus Cookies and Cream. And you can head on over to BuiltBar.com and place your vote. But head on over to builtbar.com to use promo code lockedon20 to get your to get 20% off of your next order that's promo code lockedon20 to get 20% off of your next order at builtbar.com hey guys it's Jess here just checking in and i want to remind you to make sure that you are subscribed and following this show it's free and you'll never miss an episode winners and losers of the week um, I feel like it's been a while since I've done this, even though it's quite literally only been a week. But today, I am crowning uh, survivors of anything, whatever, um, as the winners of the week. This week has been very hard for, I think, a lot of people in regards to certain news coming out about, um, you know, governors of New York and just it's been a very heavy week for a lot of people I know emotionally so if you consider yourself a survivor of you know an illness or an experience trauma anything like that 
this goes out to you and I am rooting for you in every way possible. My loser of the week is Trevor Bauer. I'm so sick of this man. If you are not a baseball fan, I am kind of jealous of you. Between his off-season antics and where he was signing, you know, that whole, like, vlog, social media nonsense, I just, I hated it. I thought it was pathetic. And then his agent uh, really just not being a great person, just, it really leaves a nasty taste in my mouth. And then, of course, um, earlier this week, he went out and was, like, pitching with one eye. Like, he, like, had one eye closed and just all this stuff. Like, it's just so unnecessary. And then yesterday, he hit a batter while he was doing that whole pitching with one eye open. And everybody's like, this stuff is going to come back to bite him. When he has an ERA come mid midseason, and I don't, I don't really blame them because I think they're right, and I'm so tired of seeing him. <laughs> but uh, that's the beauty of Twitter; I can just mute his name. And this week, shout out goes out to you guys because you have been crushing it with the downloads and the listens lately. So I appreciate your effort and your support. And pretty soon we are going to be taking this next step to the Locker Room app where I will be doing weekly shows and probably post-game where we'll talk about reactions and if there's maybe like a trade that happens or anything like that. So you can head on over to the app store on your Apple device and download Locker Room and I will be creating a Locked on Flames room before we know it. So thank you guys so much for tuning into another week of Locked on Flames and come Monday I will absolutely have your weekend recap and some more look ahead. Bye-bye.